0: The holidays are just around the corner, and it's time to be thinking about getting those perfect gifts for family, friends, or maybe even for yourself. We have the perfect opportunity for you to take care of that shopping list and support ACB Media at the same time. It's the ACB Media Holiday Auction. Join us on Sunday, November 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Zoom, or on ACB Media. You can bid on great, unique items like handmade crafts, collectibles, technology, and food including those wonderful baked goods and a whole lot more. If you want to get a jumpstart on things, the Sneak-a-Peak Appetizer Auction is also back this year on November 25th and 26th. Watch your email for more details or contact Leslie Spoon. Her email address is lesliespoon at cfl.rr.com. We'll see you Sunday, November the 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific at the ACB Media Holiday Auction. Happy bidding!
1: Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right, guys, I am not Nikki, but she is here. Say hi, Nikki. Hi. Hello. As you can hear, she doesn't have much of a voice today, so I am... Uh, she asked if I could do the opening announcements for her so I will this is herbie allen and um first of all just want to remind you that uh, you are now listening to doing braille digitally for november 5th 2022 by the way if you would like to talk about your braille display on a future call there is still time for you to submit your uh, request and what nikki is looking for is for you to talk about your braille display what you like don't like Of course, basic things like the cost, manufacturer, all that jazz. And if you send an email to digitally at gmail.com, then you can talk to Nikki and get for the details. All right, guys. Well, she was on this call a couple weeks ago, and she is back by popular demand. And... And this time she's going to talk about using BARD with a Braille display. And so without further ado, let's turn things over to our guest facilitator, Deborah Armstrong.
2: Everyone, um, a couple of beginning announcements on my part. Um, So I am using the microphone built into my PC. If there is trouble hearing me, I have a headset I can switch to. So someone will just need to interrupt me and let me know.
3: You sound fine, Deborah.
2: You're good. Great. Well, if that changes, just let me know. It's yeah. easy. To, it's just a little easier to move around when you're using your internal mic. Sure. Okay. I'm going to be asking for raised hands in just a minute. So get ready to raise your hand. You're going to be raising your hand to vote. I have two possible presentations I can do. I can talk for 20 minutes about how to use Bard Mobile, or I could spend four to five minutes and keep stopping to demonstrate on my phone how to use Bard Mobile. If you have a lot of questions and you want lots of time for questions, you're going to vote for 20 minutes. If you want a longer demonstration where I actually show you how to do some of this on the phone, you want a 45 minute. So how many people want 20 minutes? Raise your hand and Andrea will count hands for us. If you want just 20 minutes and you have lots of questions, then go ahead and raise your hand. Otherwise, I'm going to ask for raised hands for 45 in just a minute.
3: So are you seeing a lot of hands, Andrea? No, um, two. So I think 45 is going to be it. All
2: right. So lower your hands, everybody. Let's just double check and we'll have raised hands for 45 now. So you two lower your hands for 20 minute dudes and all the 45 minutes dudes are going to raise their hand. Yep, yep, it's 45. All right, okay, all right. Um, First of all, BARD Mobile is available on your iPhone. It's also available on Android. I will be demonstrating on the iPhone, but I do have it on Android uh, should people have questions about it. Um, (sighs) BARD Mobile is the app produced by NLS that allows you to read um, books, from Bard and you can read audio or you can read braille. I will not be talking about audio. If you want audio, you're gonna have to request another community call to do that from someone uh, who's good at it. I am actually pretty good at it, but I um, am not talking about it today. Um, I'm also gonna sneak in another little thing here. Um, I firmly believe that one problem people have with learning to use computer stuff and technology in general is that they are not very good at reading manuals. And many people think that those of us who are good with computers are smarter than those who are not good with computers. But I believe that the reality is that some of us are just way better at reading manuals. We're not smarter. We're just better at reading manuals. So I'm actually going to be reading you the manual. But as I read it, I'm going to be stopping and explaining what I'm reading. And that is the secret. When you're reading a manual, you should try to always understand what it says. And if it doesn't, you need to be making lists of questions or asking for help. So I'm kind of sneaking in that skill. The other thing I want to say is I I do presentations in my job all the time. And I close my door when I'm working here at home. And it's nice and quiet. I have three golden retrievers. And it's nice to be volunteering and be here on a Saturday and let them wander around and squeak their toys and woof and all that. So you may hear some toy squeaking and some woofing. It shouldn't be too obnoxious, but it's just nice to not have to close my door. I'm doing a volunteer presentation and we're gonna be a little more informal. Okay, BARD Mobile. Uh, first of all, when you first look at the BARD Mobile screen, it can be a little confusing. So to be oriented, you always want to look at the tabs at the bottom of your screen.
4: User account settings. Bar, mobile, tab bar.
2: Bookshelf. Tab. So when it says tab bar, you know you are looking at, well, the tab bar. And there are four tabs. Get books. Tab. Get books is on the far left.
4: Selected. Settings.
2: Tab. Settings, settings is in the middle.
4: reading. Tab. Now
2: reading is the third tab. I'm going to turn this guy up.
4: Now reading. Tab, more reading, tab, selected, settings, tab, more reading.
2: And now reading, I'm sorry I lied because I was farting with my volume here. Um, Now reading is the far right one. So now reading is where you're going to look at the book you have downloaded and are ready to go looking at. Selected,
4: settings. Settings is
2: where we're going to go first in just a minute to actually figure out what we need to do to make sure it reads Braille correctly for us.
4: Get books. Tab.
2: Get books is where you actually download stuff. I will not be covering it today. Bookshelf. And tab bookshelf four. is where all the books that you've already downloaded reside. So, bookshelf's on the left. Get books. Get books tab is to the right four. of that. Get selected. Settings, settings is to the right tab. of that. More reading. And tab. now, reading four is to four. the far right. So, I'm going to go to settings. Selected settings. Tab. I'm going to double selected. tap on that.
4: Three and four. No reading. Hang on. tab Audio settings button.
2: Okay, audio settings are for another time.
4: Braille and display settings.
2: Braille and display settings are what we want.
4: User account settings. User
2: button. account settings will be important if you need your login information there.
4: Guard mobile two point zero point zero, 0. 0. 06. and
2: The version number is always right above the tab, tab bar.
4: User account settings. Braille and display settings. So the only
2: thing today we're going to look at is Braille and display settings.
4: Bard mobile. Contrast. Black and yellow. Button. Braille reflow on. Switch button.
2: Okay. Braille reflow is what I spent a lot of time talking about a couple of Saturdays ago. And it is on the podcast, too. So you can uh, check that out. But Braille reflow is the ability for Bard to make a braille file a little bit easier to read because braille has been designed for embossing. So whenever you have a braille book from Bard, a BRF file, it is embosser ready, which means it has indentation, it has blank lines, it has page breaks, and it's a pain to read on a braille display because you are traversing all that blank space trying to read the next line braille reflow gets rid of the blank lines it gets rid of most of the indentation, but someone was telling me last week uh, braille reflow didn't work for them and it turns out, when it doesn't work it's because there's a lot of data on a page that's centered. And so Braille Reflow doesn't know, is this the start of a paragraph or is this a heading? So it tries to retain anything that is indented and that's why it appears to not work. But if you're looking at the book jacket information or something like that, and you can scroll past all that to the actual content of the book, Braille Reflow usually starts working then. Okay, so that's what Braille Reflow is. You can turn it on or off here. You can also turn it on or off with a hotkey. But here's the next thing.
4: Braille display length, two zero button.
2: Okay, so the Braille display length is set here because it has to know how many cells you have on your Braille display. And I have it set for 20, but I'm going to go ahead and change it to 40. uh, 40 is the default, and I was using it with a varial ultra, so I had it set for 20. Ah. The other thing to know here is that BARD Mobile works with any... Braille display that you have that is able to connect to your smartphone. So you have an Android phone and you have a particular Braille display and it works great with your Android phone, then it will work great with BARD Mobile. And of course, the same is true with iOS. And then the Braille displays that the phone supports keep changing. So you do need to go into uh, Google around and find the support page for your particular phone and figure out if it's gonna support your display. But if your braille display connects via Bluetooth to your phone, Bard Mobile is gonna work with it. So I have an old power braille here. Um, Bard Mobile does not work with my power braille, but I have an LSE reader. I have a varial ultra, I have a focus blue, and I have a brilliant BI40X. And Bard Mobile works with all of them. And just in case you think I'm rich, I'm not. Um, These, most of these belong to my employer. <laughs> so, I um, I have not paid myself for any of these. I'm just very lucky to have an employer that has bought some of these because uh, in my job I need them. Anyway, so all of those work with Bard Mobile. So, I'm going to tap here on this 20.
4: Real display land, heading, two zero, text field, two zero, picker item, adjustable.
2: And all now and we're at a picker item and I can flick up or down instead of right and left.
4: Two four. Six of eight, three, two, seven of eight, four zero, eight of eight, four zero. Eight and eight
2: you eight. can go down to 14, too, for my uh, focus blue, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pick 40 here. I'm going to double tap.
4: Four zero, picker item, adjustable, tab bar, bookshelf, four, z- four zero, text, oh. braille display land, heading, <sighs> display settings, back button.
2: And I have to hit back.
4: Displays, braille display land. Four zero
2: button. And it is set at 40 now.
4: great auto scroll on, switch
2: button. Now, most modern braille displays have auto scroll. And that means that it just automatically advanced to the next batch of cells. Um, and most, and the iPhone now, um, I don't think TalkBack does this yet, but my TalkBack's kind of old, so who knows. But the iPhone uh, and iPad iOS now also has auto-scroll. And again, it works pretty good. But if you have the choice and you're using BARD Mobile, you might want to use the auto-scroll that is built into BARD Mobile. And the reason is the following settings.
4: Time for line, 2100 millisecond.
2: Because BARD Mobile distinguishes between the scroll time per line
4: 100 millisecond time per character, 1-5 milliseconds.
2: And the scroll time between characters. So you can get a much more fine-grained control over your auto scroll when you use the auto scroll that's built into Bart Mobile rather than the auto scroll that's built into your display or built into iOS. So again, you want to settle down one afternoon and fool with this. It took me a long time to get my auto scroll set to where I want it. I've been reading Braille since I was five, but I've always read paper Braille. So I found I was kind of slow reading on my Braille display. So I actually had to keep slowing it down. I guess these young blind people are faster than I am. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I finally set it at the number of milliseconds that I wanted it to be. And of course, a millisecond is a thousandth of a second. So um, a thousand milliseconds is a second. And you can see I've got it a little longer than a second. Uh, I guess I just read kind of slow, even though I've read forever.
4: One five millisecond. Restore defaults. Button.
2: Okay, and restore default just sets all these settings back to default. So if you've totally screwed up your settings and your auto-scroll is wrong and your Braille reflow uh, is wrong, you can just hit that button and then everything goes back to default. You can start from the beginning. So
4: bar, bookshelf,
2: tab one of four. Okay, so I'm going to put my little phone aside and I'm going to shut it up so we won't hear any. Stage off any uh, yammering because my next job to you is to read you the manual but no worries I know you can read this on your own I'm going to try to explain the manual so the Bard mobile manual is available in two places first of all it's right there in the app if you choose help but it's also available on the web so you're going to google for a uh, Bard mobile user guide And then the name of your operating system, iOS or Android. And you will get directly to the NLS page that has the manual. It's all really nicely marked up with headings. We are going to ignore everything but Section 7, which is kind of down near the end. So we are looking at Section 7, now reading, and it says Braille in parentheses. Because there is a Section 6 that says now reading audio. And you can read all that on your own. The other sections. Okay, beginning with section seven. The now reading tab, the fourth and the last tab on the tab bar is used to read audio and braille titles that are downloaded onto your device. A refreshable braille display is required to read braille titles with this application. Bard Mobile does not back translate braille files into visually readable, fully spelled out text but uses contracted Braille. So I'm gonna spend a little time talking to you about contracted Braille. So back in the old days, when we wrote Braille, we punched dots on paper, right? That was cool. And then when computers came along, some people at MIT said, oh my golly, we have to have a way of representing computer uh, Braille on the computer. Now in print, Characters on the computer are represented by ASCII. And ASCII is basically just binary code, ones and zeros. So for example, ASCII 65 is capital letter A. ASCII 32 is the space. So there's all these binary codes for each letter of the alphabet and on the IBM PC for every graphic and on the Mac for every graphic. And they're different on the Mac and the PC for graphics, but they're the same for characters. Okay, so these these smart dudes at MIT, and this is back in the 70s, said to themselves, well, we'll just assign various ASCII characters to braille symbols. So for example, the ASCII character for the number four is the same ASCII character as for the braille period or the braille uh, for. The ASCII character for our TH sign is the Braille question mark. The ASCII character for the letter B, B is ASCII 66 for the same as the uppercase B in print. Okay, so now you understand that every Braille symbol in six dot Braille has an ASCII code. And they also went ahead and used 8.Braille, too, because it was possible to have 255 characters that way. And you could represent every single character in the ASCII set with 8. braille. But we're not gonna worry about 8. braille, only to know that it exists. We don't have to use it. We just have to know it's out there. It's out there, like UFOs, I guess. Anyway. So ASCII Braille. So when you look at Braille on your PC or your Mac using speech, what you see is sort of text and sort of gibberish, especially if you're looking at contracted Braille, because you're looking at those ASCII symbols that don't make a whole lot of sense visually or with speech. So when when Braille shows you a TH sign, you're going to see or listen to a question mark. So I wanted to make sure that was pretty clear. So the same thing happens on your iPhone. When Bard Mobile displays the Braille, it's not back translating it into text. What it's doing instead is it is showing the actual ASCII codes for all the characters. So for example, here we have contracted the ED sign in the word contracted is going to be showing up as a dollar sign. So, yeah, I learned computer Braille when I got hired at Telesensory. I told them I knew Braille, and then I got hired, and I didn't really know computer Braille, and I faked it for like four weeks until I learned computer Braille because I didn't want to admit to them I didn't really know it. But anyway, it's not that hard to learn. So, let's see. I'm going to continue with the manual now that I've explained to you about contracted Braille. Gesture subscribe below, operate BARD Mobile when reading braille materials are based on voiceover being enabled. So if you're not using voiceover, some of the stuff in the manual is not going to make a lot of sense. But most braille users are using voiceover, so we're not going to worry about that. Section seven, covers, section 7 covers the steps necessary to read braille titles only. Section, section 6, covers steps necessary to read audio titles, which I've already sort of said. 7.1, contracted Braille. Almost all NLS Braille materials downloadable from BARD are contracted Braille. To read a contracted Braille book or magazine with BARD Mobile, you must set Braille input and output to 8. dot, And you must turn off single letter quick nav, even with 8. Dot Braille on. Um, BARD Mobile will display your book or magazine in six-dot braille. Now, the reason you need to turn eight-dot braille mode on is you need to tell BARD Mobile, hey, don't interpret this. Or actually, you're telling iOS, don't interpret this. So when you're turning eight-dot braille mode on, you are saying, iOS, this is braille you don't know anything about. So don't interpret it. Just pass it through. Because normally, okay, suppose I'm reading a Kindle book. If I'm reading a Kindle book on iOS, what's going on here is that iOS is actually translating the text that's on my screen into contracted Braille for me. But when I'm in Bard Mobile, I'm already reading contracted Braille. So we don't want iOS to, contra- to go translating the contracted Braille into contracted Braille. That would be really stupid. And you would get gibberish. So when you turn 8.Braille mode on, you are saying iOS, just pass it through, buddy. Don't translate it. Don't mess with it. Back to the manual. You can turn Braille uh, eight dot mode input on with dots 2, three, 6, space bar. Um, so I was going to do that, but I think I'm beginning to start to run out of time. So you you know where this is in the manual now. You can figure this out yourself. You can turn eight dot Braille output on, and you're going to need that if you're doing searching or you're you know you're communicating with Bard Mobile in any way. With dots one, two, four, five, spacebar. Both these can also be set from within Braille on voiceover settings menu or with iOS um, with your iOS device. The command for toggling single qu- letter quick nav is spacebar with dots one, two, three, four, five, seven. And quick nav is mostly used when you're navigating the web. And that lets single-letter keystrokes navigate you through a website, just like H for heading and so on, L for list. But you want quick nav off because, once again, you were asking iOS to not interpret those keystrokes and to pass them directly through to Bard Mobile. Okay, Section 7.2, now reading, and again it says Braille parentheses screen layout and reading a braille book. Okay, this is the part that confuses a lot of people. So I'm going to read and I'm going to explain. It may be helpful to think of the now reading screen as three distinct sections. I don't I wouldn't even say it can be helpful. It's necessary to think of it as three distinct sections. This is where people get really confused because if you're in the wrong section, what you're doing won't make any sense. So, let's see. And This is not in bullets. It's kind of a rambling piece of text. I'm gonna try to explain it a little bit clearer. The section above the reading window. So they're talking about the section at the very top of the screen, containing the screen header, the navigation buttons and the search box. The reading window itself and the section below the reading window containing the volume number display, the page and line number display and the bookmark button and previous menu and next buttons. So basically you have a screen that has these three sections and at the top, it sort of tells you what you're doing. It's sort of like a, where am I? Then the middle section, which is the big section has again, all the quote gibberish quote that you're gonna see that represents the braille dots. And then the below section at the bottom of the screen contains a couple of buttons That lets you navigate places. But you don't have to keep jumping between all those three windows. Because when you're in the reading window, you have single letter keystrokes that navigate you to particular areas of the book. Uh, Let's see. Can you guys tell me how much time I have?
3: I'm sorry, Deborah. A time check? Yeah, give me a time check. It is almost 1030. You, I can't believe how fast the time is going. Yeah, I know it's going way too fast for me. 28. Too. You're t- <laughs> 28.
2: So um, I think I may just stick with the description of the screen here. Um, and this book does have a nice picture of the now reading screen. So if you are low vision, or if you are being helped by someone who can see, you might want them to take a look at that picture because it's actually going to be bigger than the picture of the screen on your little phone. So anyway, when the now reading screen first appears, the voiceover focus is at the top of the screen and the braille display shows the title of the book as the header. So that's the first thing you're going to see. You see the title of the book when you first open a book. You can move through the elements of the screen by using the flick right gesture on your device or the pan right command from the braille display. So this is important. You can flick right through this little top portion of the screen, but you can also just hit your pan next. And I find hitting the panning button to be quicker and easier. This will work fine when you are beginning to read a book for the first time, Flicking or panning into the reading window from the top will cause the focus within the book to move to page one, line one, for a one-volume book or to the last line of the previous volume. And that's going to happen if you were reading the book before uh, for a multi-volume book. If the voiceover focus happens to be beyond the reading window and you flick left or on your device or pan left with the Braille display into the reading window. The focus of the book goes to the last line of the volume for a one-volume book, and it goes on and on about where the focus is going to go when you pan here and when you pan there. But the reality is when you are new to this thing, just touch various areas of the screen, your focus will go there, and then you can start panning with your Braille display. So. When you're panning with your Braille display outside of the little reading window, you're going to be seeing everything in computer Braille. And that's okay because you've turned that on and told iOS not to translate anything. And then when you drop into the reading window, all of a sudden you're going to see contracted Braille because, of course, the book is in contracted Braille and that's being passed directly through to iOS. If you wish to move to the reading window, and resume reading at the point where you left off, you may use one of two methods. The special Braille shortcut keys that are available through the application or a direct expiration of the phone. So you can touch all over the phone, find the reading window. Remember, you're going to see gibberish in the reading window, and I'll show you that in a minute. And you can just tap there and you're there. Uh, and then your Braille display is also there. Or you can pan around with the Braille display and find it. So this whole three-window concept is really not as complicated as it sounds. It just seems that way. So I'm going to go to now reading here. Hang on. I turn my speech back on. Speech
4: on. Now reading. Tab. four and four. Unremembered slash heading.
2: Now I'm reading a science fiction book called Unremembered.
4: Unremembered slash Heading.
2: And we're looking at the top of the screen. So it's the title.
4: Navigation button.
2: Now there's our navigation button.
4: Toolbar. Input search keyword. Search field.
2: And so if you were looking for somewhere in the book, that's where you'd go.
4: Grail dots. I'm wrapped dollar sign nine hour.
2: Now it's see, here. Red red here's the Braille reading window, and it's all garbage.
4: Played on an H greater than D with five surface four. QS slash greater than T four. Braille dots eight. That is your N eight zero.
2: So we know we are in the reading window when we start seeing that garbage. And now, if I was to take my fingers off of my phone and look at this on my braille display, I can actually see the book on my braille display. So if I scroll past the reading window,
4: braille, 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 braille dots braille, braille dots, and then sqt A5 SS, and you can see it's a
2: pretty big reading window. Before.
4: T ignites a T9Y1F greater than. So a I'm going to actually just
2: put my finger at the bottom of the screen here to get past the reading window.
4: Time for character. Three zero millisecond. A scroll. next. Jump by page. Previous. Good mark. one. Me four. T ignites
2: a T9Y1F. So there's the last S. line S9. of the reading window. Exclamation point
4: back corn right brace S. Real dots A. DYK. Real dots. Search F pit. My slash omniscience settings. Tab. Oops.
2: Three of four. It's a little tricky here because the bottom window is very tiny and the braille window is pretty big.
4: Scroll button. Next. Jump by previous button.
2: And so you have a previous, a next, a jump by button, and you also have the tab bar. So there's a lot going on on the screen.
4: Jump next. Time for character. Three zero millisecond. Adjustable.
2: And, and it's also showing you the auto scroll information that you put together in settings.
4: That's bar. Bookshelf.
2: Tab. One and four. Okay. So I'm going to go back to the manual because there's a few more things here that are not entirely clear as far as I'm concerned. It took me a while to figure it out. But I would remind you that not to let these three different areas of the the screen confuse you. Just explore around until you find your book. Using either of these strategies, once in the book window, you can move from line to line within the book using the flick left or flick right gestures, which is what I was doing, and I think that's really tedious, on your device or pan right or pan left with the keys on your Braille display, which is super easy, and that's how I read. If you wish to move out of the reading window to another element on the screen, you will need to use some other gesture than flicking left or right or panning left or right with a braille display. And that is correct. As long as you're panning, you're inside the the little reading window where the book is. So it's easiest to just go touch another area of the screen, but you know what? You do not need to touch other areas of the screen because, and I'm jumping over this big explanation in the manual, which I think is a little cryptic, and moving on to section 7.3 braille shortcut keys, which is the heart of this whole thing. Listed below are shortcut keys that can be used from your Braille display, that impl- which includes a Braille keyboard or a Bluetooth keyboard. And it explains to you more tedium about which Braille displays, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we're going to move directly to these keys. So the f- when you're in the reading window, you know, normally on a Braille display, you use chords to do things. Because you're in a read-only mode, you can type single characters to, And you don't use chords here in Bard Mobile at all. You use single characters to do stuff. So the first keystroke is M and it stands for menu. But in the land of Bard Mobile, the word menu does not mean menu. What it really means is navigation options. I do not know why they call it a menu. I guess it's a menu of navigation choices, but it lets you navigate by different levels. And your levels are going to be page and volume and line and sometimes sentence or paragraph and also braille magazine separators. So when NLS contracts with producers of braille magazines, they ask those people to put a line of dashes at the end of every article. And that's very convenient because that way, like if I'm reading Ladies Home Journal, I can navigate my magazine separator and jump directly to the next article. So when you're in your braille reading window, if you want to navigate by a particular level, you do this M. And the first thing you see is the uh, level that you are at now. And then the next press of M will take you to the next lav- navigation level. And the next one will take you to the next navigation level. So you, you just keep hitting M until you get to the navigation level you want um, you can also exit the reading window by by moving down to the bottom of the screen, not flicking left or right, but using Explore by Touch and finding the menu button and tapping that repeatedly as well. Okay, um, then there are keystrokes for previous and next element, which are very similar to everywhere else. Dots one, three, four, five is... Um, your next element. Um, and the hotkeys will tell you what they are. I don't use that very often because I usually just just pen and sometimes I set my navigation level. Um, v is volume. A is page, and that's the one I use the most. So when I'm reading, if I want, especially like recipes or something like that, I will be reading, and I'll keep tapping A, 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 and it keeps going forward to the next page. So I find that to be the keystroke that I use the most often. Page uh, navigation.1. I just told you about that. Okay, where am I is the WH sign with the space bar. And you know what I did is I took this whole keystroke list and I put it into my notes app. So if I do forget a keystroke, I could just... Um, use the App Switcher to go over to Notes and look it up. S is search. So if you're in the reading window and you just type S on your Braille display or on a Bluetooth keyboard, though I don't know why you use a Bluetooth. You might use a Bluetooth keyboard if you don't have a a keyboard on your Braille display, I guess. Um, So when you type S, you get an edit box. You can type in what you want to search for. Again, you have to type your search in contracted Braille. And you have to type it in the Braille that you're expecting to have in the book. So, for example, if it's like UEB, which doesn't use the BLE sign, and BLE, like you're looking for the word ABLE, you have to type A-B-L-E. So you do have to type it exactly the way it's going to show up in your book. There's nothing like case-sensitive search or anything. Search is just looking for that same Braille pattern in your book. Um, could I go ahead and have another time check? You, you may, and it is 10:40. Oh my goodness. So I have about two more minutes. I want to give you guys a chance to ask questions because we did start a little bit later. So if you type B, you can set a bookmark. It works just like on the Victor Reader stream or on the e-reader. Again, the manual here is pretty clear on how to do bookmarks. And you can also Bookmark navigation is one of the navigation levels. So I could, I think, you know what I'm going to do? Oh, and R. Um, if you type R, the voiceover focus does move to the reading window. So that's another way to get there faster. I forgot about that. And L is for last reading position, and that will take you to. Where you were last reading, if you close the application now, you're opening it again and you're finding you're at the beginning of the book and you know you were like halfway through volume two. There's one I want to say about Marv Mobile, and then I will stop and take questions. Um, I'm not going to read you any more of this because I think the rest of this manual is pretty clear. Um. Oh, I guess it was five maybe four years ago, when they first brought out Bard Mobile, they realized that they had to add something to all the zip files of all the BRF books that were available for download. And what they did is they added a file called a BOPF file, uh, Braille Open Page Format. And that is a computer file. It's in a computer language called XML. And what it does is it actually... Puts all the Braille book properties in one place so that Bard Mobile can read that, and that's how Bard Mobile knows the book title, the number of pages, the number of volumes, uh, and other details. If you do the Where Am I command, the space with W H, or the I'm sorry, the W H by itself. Uh, because you don't use chords in the reading window. If you do the where am I command, you'll see all these properties. And what's really nice now with newer Braille books is that because uh, they have this this XML file included with the uh, Braille book, um, it knows how many volumes are there. So when you do a search, it's doing a search across volumes. So if I had to fix it and forget it, Crockpot book, which is kind of long. And I was looking for all recipes that use salsa. I could start at the top of the book. I could be in the reading window. I could type S for search. I could type in the word salsa. That's a nice word that doesn't have any contractions. Hey, and I could press enter. And you know what? It would find every recipe with salsa in it, in all the volumes of the fix it and forget it cookbook. Now, if I'm looking at a really old issue of Ladies Home Journal, like back in 2001, and I try that, that's not going to work because it does not have a BOPF file. So it only knows about the first volume. So I have to manually load each volume separately. So I could rattle on about this even more and demonstrate more, but I think I should start taking some questions because we're nearly out of time.
5: And I'm ready for questions. All right. I'm going to ask mine really quick, and then we'll get to the other ones. I was having trouble with those one-letter keystrokes for some reason. And, like, I was trying to start. I had auto-scroll turned on, or, and I was trying to use the keystroke. I don't even remember what it was now to start it, and it would not start. And I just wondered if you know what I'm missing because I turned it on in settings and then I pressed the keystroke, and it didn't seem to work. You might just
2: try um, try exiting the app switcher and then, um, and then running it again. I've seen it, I've seen it do that. Really? Before. Okay. And, okay. Because and, I've seen it just get confused and not realize you want to auto-scroll. And you need to make sure that if you had iOS auto-scroll, you turn that off so you don't have two things trying to fight with each other.
5: Right, but I, you're it's in, a different command, though.
2: I know, I know, but just... you have to just, turn it off? Well, just turn it off to, you know, to be sure. Okay. Um, and I'll keep thinking about it. If I think of any more things, I'll email Nikki, because I had questions last week, and then I ended up emailing Nikki. Yeah,
5: yeah. I mean, you're Nikki, sorry. <laughs> I am Nikki, so there you go. <laughs> you don't sound like yourself. <laughs> I know, I don't. I know. I will,
2: scroll this morning and try to get it to fail again because it has failed for me before so
5: okay thanks all right go ahead andrea and tell me if we have any more we do not at the moment i am looking so get those hands up folks if you have
3: questions Mm -hmm. deborah's a great resource yes we do have a hand in clubhouse
5: okay
3: and alan
1: you may unmute outstanding presentation, just terrific. Um, It is so nice to hear somebody talk about Braille who understands it. Um, One question, when you get to the bottom of the reading window, uh, do you continue to scroll in that book or does it continue to represent the Braille page and does it turn the page and then you go back to the top of the screen?
2: Um, no, it's uh, if you've ever tried to read Braille in Notepad on your PC, it's not like that at all. It's much more seamless. It's almost as good as reading paper Braille. And believe me, I'm picky. I, I got really frustrated with using Braille displays to read BRF files. Uh, if you are panning, it's pretty much seamlessly going through the book. Uh, you are you're um, you're not noticing pages unless you look at the little page number on the right. Um, you're 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 moving through the book and you can quickly change the navigation level. So, you know, if you, if you want to use the keystroke to go to the next or previous navigation level, that works as well. It works a lot like the NLSE reader. In fact, I'm sure that they kind of use this as the beta for the NLSE reader to figure out what worked for people and what didn't. So I think that answers your question. I'll take the next one.
3: We do not have any hands raised on Zoom at the moment. Wow. I'm surprised too. Yeah. Oh, wait, Elizabeth. Okay, she just this okay, one awesome. up? Go awesome. ahead, Liz. Uh question. Let's assume that I have a braille display. I have a very old um uh braille display, uh, a HumanWare 32. It's just a flat braille display, but I but I can hook it up to my iPhone <clears throat> and so I could read a book that way. Now, do I have any editing capability when I am reading or is um, it straight reading?
2: Does your does it have a keyboard or not? Yes. It has a keyboard. Yeah. So you should be able to type those single letter. And one of the reasons it does single letter commands is iOS doesn't always recognize chords on some of the really older Braille displays. Yeah. So I, yeah. Yeah, so you you when you're in the reading window, you can type the single letter commands to move through your text. And I didn't go through all of them because I started. Uh, no, I get question. it.
3: Let me rephrase my question. Besides text, besides commands that let me move through my text, Deborah, suppose I got to something where I wanted to um change something in the actual file. I no, don't it's a
2: reader. Yeah, okay. That's what's not an editor.
3: Okay. Now, is there a way using a braille display and a phone to edit a BRF file once I have that combination hooked up? Is there something I can load the BRF file into on the phone that will let me edit?
2: You know, I don't know of any apps. That doesn't mean no. they don't exist. Yeah. But I don't know of any apps that let you edit BRF files.
5: I don't either. And I wish there was.
2: Asked, someone a couple of weeks ago said, "Oh, I have it only. I only have an iPad. How can I work with BRF files?" And I really don't know of any solution. But Nikki might want to cast about to see if there's some app wizard who's found something.
3: Because
2: yeah, I have would, a computer. Would be nice. so I've looked for one for
5: years. It. I've looked for one for years, and I don't think there used to be one that APH had, not APH, AFB Access Note, and I think that did it, but they discontinued that app. So Let
3: me tell you that, for instance, I have an old, old note taker, and I could load a BRF file into that note taker, and then I can edit that file. Which is something I do in my in my cookbooks. You were talking about the, the cookbook thing, but I would do that a lot, you know, in a cookbook file because that's how I, you know, that's what I want to do. Um, and I don't know if I could even do that were I to buy a uh humanware um, braille display at this point. I don't yes. know whether that. Oh, it it edits VRF files. Yes,
5: there is a VRF editor now then the latest update. It's called keybrF uh, I think it is well, I, w-
3: I used it like
2: for a couple hours in a meeting yesterday it works great oh it's good great. because I use it for
5: my Bible notes all the time
3: good yeah. because I was hoping that that I knew when they came out with the new um the new Braille display that they initially didn't have that so I'm really glad to hear that that's that's been added because frankly given the hardware cost of the thing there should be that kind of software support for us because there's no reason we should be losing capability as we go forward. Um, so that's that's terrific. Okay, yeah. um, that's a really good presentation. Um, one of the things that we want to do in Braille Room, of course, is to make sure that anybody who gets a new e-reader and is maybe a little tech afraid or would like a little hand holding could come in and and we'll we'll work with you on that so just a just a plug for giving you a lot of a little support there when you know personal support when you get your braille display or when somebody you know because the people on this call are are willing to be on this call but there are blind people out there who are going to get these displays and just you know free yeah yeah so we'll be there to help
5: thank you elizabeth any more hands um either Andrea or Nancy. We do not have anybody in Zoom right at the moment.
3: Not at this time.
5: And I do want to give up a little bit of a plug here because Deborah mentioned that she didn't mention these things. And obviously I didn't really want her to because this is a braille call. But if anybody does want to have a demo of the BARD mobile app from an audio perspective, if you are a member of BITS, um, that presentation, uh, Herbie did a really good presentation a couple of weeks ago um, on that. And you can, um, if you're a member of BITS, you have access. If you're not a member of BITS, well, here's a good time to do it. You can, and I'm not trying to, you know, plug it too much, but hey, if you do want to hear a good demo of that, it's a great idea to go to bits.acb.org. I'm sorry, bits-acv.org, and then you can join BITS. You have access to a lot of different cool presentations that being one of them. Herbie, did you want to mention anything about that presentation that you did?
1: Um, Well, I'm glad everybody that it was a good presentation. I was uh, tired at the time, but uh, yeah, I focused... Primarily, not just on the audio part of Bard, but I talked about, I went through like all the settings and I even touched a little bit on the Braille settings. I did not know what to tell people to do because, as uh, I'm not a Braille display user, I didn't want to talk about them much, but I at least showed you where to go look for them. And uh, I talk about, you know, just how the new Bard 2.0 is laid out and uh, all that good stuff. So, it is uh, specific to uh, the later Bard 2.0 version. So there you go. Yeah.
3: Nikki, can I interrupt for just a minute? Sure. Is sure. You do have a hand on Zoom, Starry.
2: Please go ahead, go ahead
3: and unmute. Go ahead.
5: Hi, I have a quick three-part question all rolled Everything. into one. So. My question is, do you know how to get the e-reader from NLS? Would that be a good way to learn Braille? And are there books on BARD that are in uncontracted Braille? That's my. There are books in uncontracted
2: Braille. You want to search for the word uncontracted uh, when you're looking for them. And I would search for them on your PC or Mac using your screen reader. And then I would uh, download them to your e-reader. Um, because you got to know braille on the e-reader in order to use the online services menu, and that may be kind of tricky as a new newbie. Or get a buddy to do it if you have someone who knows braille who can get you uncontracted books on your e-reader for
5: you. Okay, fantastic. So, how would I go searching to see if my state does the e-reader thing from LS in LS? Best thing to do is call them and ask them. Okay, contact them. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Any more questions? Not here on Zoom. Okay, Nancy? No, ma'am. Okay, so it is um, seven minutes till. So I know it's a little early to ask this, but go ahead, Dorlin, if you would like to um, give the Braille announcements.
0: Oh, I would love to. Thank you. Um, and thank you, Deborah. That was so informative. I'm looking forward to going and finding that manual. All right, guys, here we go. So this week in oh, Braille. Oh, really
5: quick, really quick, Dorlin, about the manual. I forgot. Deborah did send me a copy of the manual. If anybody would like to have it in, in text or on your computer or whatever, you can always email me at digitally at gmail.com and I will be happy to send you what she sent me. <laughs> so just one more th- that i'm sorry i forgot that so yeah definitely email me if you want a copy of that awesome well expect an email
0: <laughs> thanks um cool Alrighty, guys so i'm going to do two weeks of the upcoming braille events since di- braille digitally is every other week so tomorrow um on sunday november 6th we will have um the first thing is acb crafters is going to be doing their um Braille drawings. They're harvest Braille drawings at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And they're going to be doing an apple and a scarecrow in the write-up. So get your Perkins Braille writers ready for those. Those are usually large Braille drawings. Oh, and uh, my apologies, I skipped Saturdays. (laughs) So tonight, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to be playing base Braille ball, which is uh, my interpretation of baseball as a braille learning game and there'll be something there for anyone whether you're learning contracted braille or you're just starting on uncontracted you pick the pitch and um, we try and go for an all hitter so it's always a good time so that's tonight at 6 p.m eastern and then next saturday at 6 p.m eastern time our weekend braille together call will be about um, numbers in braille we'll do the basics we'll also talk about Dates and time and phone numbers. We'll also be um, specifically talking about numbers in UEB. Um, so that'll be next Saturday. So getting back into sunday so like i said 2 p.m eastern tomorrow we've got those braille drawings with the acb crafters then 6 p.m eastern time on every sunday and also every tuesday 6 p.m eastern time we have our braille breakout rooms which liz had mentioned earlier and there we just open up breakout rooms and allow um people to work on braille whatever it is it's If you are struggling with something, come on in. We'll get you hooked up with someone. If you think um, you could help us out by mentoring, especially if you know UEB, that would be awesome. Come on by. And um, we have a lot of fun and we do a lot of learning. So that's 6 p.m. Eastern on Sundays and Tuesdays. And then this coming Tuesday, I just want to let everyone know that the Brailleists have canceled their event. So no Braillists event this Tuesday. They should be back the following Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time, but I haven't gotten an actual confirmation about that yet. Then let's see, nothing on the schedule for the Wednesdays, but on Thursdays, this co- next Thursday, I love Braille at noon Eastern Time. They have the, I have a question session where you can ask any question and the group answers it. And then the following week after that, the I love Braille session at noon Eastern Time will be um, the poll Star, where someone pre- um, presents about their experience in learning Braille. Then on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern every week is the grade three Braille call. Um, They're pretty far along. So if you haven't been going along, you're going to want to get caught up on YouTube first. They've got their channel is um, grade three Braille. And that three is just the number three on YouTube there. And uh, that brings us back around to Saturday. So we'll be back here 1
5: p.m. for doing Braille digitally and I'll turn it back over to you, Nikki. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Dorlin, And uh, I will be with you guys tomorrow night because I'm hosting for you guys. So (laughs) yay. Awesome. All righty. Deborah, do you have any closing comments you want to make?
2: Well, anybody who has questions should uh, write to Nikki on her doing braille digitally address. And I will, if she forwards them to me, I will go ahead and answer your email. I work for college. I help students all the time with tech issues. So I'm used to doing this sort of thing and, happy to help
5: thank you thank you so much deborah thank you for being here um sorry about my voice but thank you for being here and uh nancy or andrea any other questions i don't see anybody
3: on zoom no one on clubhouse
2: all
5: right i guess we can end thank you for joining us thank you listening and have a great weekend
3: everybody take care feel better nikki thanks